Back to this bonus episode of right. TF. It is for the first time in a while mm. we have a studio crew of myself, Milo, and Hussein. Yeah, yeah I haven't been here for a while, um, yeah. which is which makes sense because like now um, after so long of practicing my face, like speaking into a microphone, I can no longer do it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yep. You've been too busy treating people at St. Tommy's Hospital for sick <laughs> yeah, prime been, ministers. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been it's been a while. Uh, I recently treated the U.S. president. Uh, he's doing great, by the way. So good, so good. Phenomenal. Yeah. No one says this shit like me. He's been uh, he's been sick, but he's not. He's yeah. very well. He's been sick, but he wasn't. You know, they, they say you're born Muslim. Okay, you're born Muslim. I'm so young. I'm still Muslim. I'm just like I'm yeah. just imagining like I Trump- didn't even need to revert. They said, "Sir, you're already Muslim." I'm I'm just, I'm just imagining Trump going on like a rant about Sufis. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, like there was there was the time that he went to Saudi Arabia, and we were convinced that, like, because he absorbs the worldview of anyone he spends fifteen minutes talking to, that he was just going to come out of it fully. What happened? Yeah, bro, nine eleven, Trump. Very brave guys, nine eleven, Muhammad Ada, pioneer. A lot of people they they say very unfair things. They said he couldn't do it, folks. They were wrong. They were so wrong. It's Miley's. He didn't need to land. Didn't need to know how. It was gay. Nine eleven. It was gay, folks. It's Miley's. They say they're Muslim. They're not Muslim. They worship a guy. He's a guy in Switzerland. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a guy. He's a man. I know him very well. Aga Khan, he's there, he's living. He's living, they say he's the 13th Imam. Great parties, great parties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we are also here with Alice in uh, Glasgow. What's up? Derailing the introductions with bits once again. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. And once again, uh, we are joined by... The Greek Air Force. We are, <laughs> we are joined by the Greek Air Force, uh, who is going to be uh, communicating to us in the form of a Greek chorus, uh, in the form of, of course, our very good friend, Quantian, who is returning to the podcast. Hugh, how you doing? Good. I'm, I'm, I'm proud to represent the Greek shorty Air Force. <laughs> That's oh, right. And, uh, I, of Them course, Greek shorties, where they at? <laughs> any, anytime, anytime that we start a podcast with Hugh, Hugh, I always like to remind everyone that everything we do say here does count as official investment advice unless you say otherwise. Exactly. So, I, I mean, obviously, this is just the generic boilerplate disclaimer uh, that, you know, I or my firm may have had, you know, positions in these stocks, may in the future have different positions. And if you're taking investment advice from like an anonymous shit poster account uh, who's appearing on a comedy podcast, uh, you should not do that. <laughs> so, uh, with all of that in mind, I have been very excited, and you and I, Hugh, have been talking about this for a while, is when we're finally going to talk about the only electric car company that is possibly stupider than Tesla, Nikola. Oh, yeah. Um, this is, this is please, Mr. Tesla was my father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, just to, just to start us off, uh, Trevor Milton, the CEO founder and founder of Nikola. Uh, oh, the guy from GTA 5. Yes. Uh, yeah. y- I mean... Kind of. Hey, sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Trevor Milton said he, quote, vowed to make a collage of all these troll comments, fake articles, and lies from investors who were shorting Nikola's stock and put them on screen at the company's that next product rollout event. like a threat from a serial killer of the week on Hannibal. 
I'm going to make a collage out of your fucking bones. <laughs> and this comp- the product rollout event called Nicolet World. So my question to you, Quantian, what will you send Trevor Milton from your cellar as an apology for your many slanders? I feel some sort of like an epic bacon Syrah would be a good choice. <laughs> well, like uh, so- something from the, the, the Hermitage where actually it's Van Wilder's Hermitage. Yeah. The grapes are grown in low Earth orbit uh, on a SpaceX rocket. A rare, a yeah. rare bottle of North Korean whiskey. Mm. Which uh, technically, in, in low Earth orbit, if they are harvested when it's above the Rhone, you can still call it uh, a Cote de Rhone. <laughs> it's a microclimate of sorts in space. <laughs> no, so uh, but yes, we are talking about Nikola. This is a a company that sprung up as say a Tesla imitator, one mm. that you, that we've all been following very closely. The we have uh, Tesla so, at home electric car company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the a genuine Ronex watch. <laughs> uh, Your grandma gets you uh, an electric car for Christmas, and you really, really wanted a Tesla, and you've been dropping hints, and she's like, "Oh well, the guy in the shop said that this was just as good." <laughs> yeah, it's the it's it's the Tesla that Rudy Kernawan brought over to my house. Um, but uh, so, uh, Q, can you give us a little summary? What is Nikola, and what do they do, and kind of why are we talking about them? So, Nikola is—I don't even want to call it an electric car company. It's basically because they've pivoted like four or five different times between being a natural gas car, between being a hydrogen fuel cell, between being like electric battery, and then like back to. Uh, hydrogen fuel cell. So it's it's oh, sort of doing all business over the place. CrossFit. Yeah, exactly. Investor confusion. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that just called fraud? Usually. <laughs> I mean, we'll yeah. get into that more later. <laughs> yeah. But but essentially, not officially, yeah, no, not, legally, not it is ourselves. Not. We're merely repeating allegations of fraud from other people. Uh, but yeah. but so they they went public via SPAC earlier this year, and they promptly got like a thirty five billion dollar valuation uh, because everybody is hmm. like, oh, Tesla is worth four hundred billion dollars. So like shitty fake Tesla must be worth at least 10% of that. Because uh, neither company really makes money. So the only thing to value them on is like how much is the bigger, more successful company that does the exact same thing worth. And they're obviously worth exactly the same amount of money. Hmm. Of course, duh. Yeah. You know, they've made, because at least like Tesla actually has made some cars. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Nikola, Nikola made some prototypes. Yeah, they ever made a car. They, they've never made but anything they, that works under its own power. Uh, um, well, and oh, this was a, a company that at its height was valued at more than Ford, even though they have never made a car ever. Yeah, it's because um, like we're finally doing rational cap and trade. They've harmed the environment less than Ford has. And so they're worth more. Mm. Uh, so I've got some quotes here from the founder, Trevor Milton, who kind of is like at the center of all of these stories. He says. And this is this all kind of came to a head in like around last month in in September. And before that, Nicola was a darling of Robin Hood traders. It was uh, gone. It was it was had joint ventures with everybody. It was the next big thing. And it was genius. Yeah. It was doing an EP with 100 Gex. That's right. <laughs> um, uh, a 35 billion Gex. It's yeah. a, a comp- <laughs> like Trevor Milton says a company that came out of a basement Built the most oh, advanced- an Austrian company. 
yeah. <laughs> a very successful car company. A company yeah. that came out of a basement, built the most advanced semi-truck the world has ever seen in an environment that all the other manufacturers said could never okay, be done. Okay, but did it actually? Hmm. <laughs> You? No. I mean, basement. Basement yeah. feels like a very small place to build a big truck. But that's right. As we yeah. as, as we know, like uh, there but are many things that guys can do in yeah. basements that will surprise but us. But as we know, when a truck is flaccid, it's much smaller. This is only a semi truck. <laughs> so, so he says the next four or five years for Nikola is going to be one of the greatest stories ever told. Said Milton. Wow. I think like the I think the idea of like Nikola being like the the teenage failed nephew of Tesla is very fitting here in the sense of like always like trying lots of things and failing getting semis yeah, finding your grinds mm. at one point building a halo wart or promising to build a halo warthog <laughs> which they actually did cool guy shit yeah. dudes um, rock it's the nick said, gross of electric car companies <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yes. exactly it uh, i love elon musk just to write a letter an investment outlook about how much he hates trevor milton <laughs> dear stan <laughs> <laughs> Wait, fuck, no, I fucked up my memory of the song Stan. Embarrassing. Yeah. But that also took place in a basement. Right. Like he wrote all those letters mm. in a basement before so, he drowned his wife in a nick like in what I presume is a Nikola yeah. car. Yeah, a, well, a, a a the bridge would have had to have been downhill in order for the Nikola car to go <laughs> off. That's of it. right. We will get to why that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um so they say in 2006, since 2016, he has been boasting that Nikola has engineered the holy grail of the trucking industry. Quote we are not aware of any zero-emission truck in the world that can haul 80,000 pounds, more than 100,000 mi- miles, rather, <laughs> including the one stopping. we built. Yeah. Precisely. <laughs> <laughs> the hint was right there. <laughs> yeah, technically not lying. Yeah. And Nicola's very good at doing a lot of technically not lying. So, and uh, Q, I invite you to correct me if I'm wrong here, but essentially what it is is that they've made all of these promises, then they have built trucks using licensed um, products from other companies like Bosch or whatever, while making a lot of elaborate promises about what their hydrogen propulsion system can do. And then anytime anyone's ever actually seen a Nikola truck, they've always done some chicanery, like running like a mains wire underneath it at a stage during Nikola Fest, or rolling it down a hill for their Nikola in Motion promo video, such that this has become the world's most valuable car company, literally, on the basis of smoke and mirrors, according to certain reports. Would that be fair? Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, sort of the, the scheme uh, that Nikola runs is they, they go to, you know, some technology company, whether that's, you know, Worthington or Bosch or whatever, and they say, look, you know, we're backed by all of these great investors. Why don't you give us some of your technology? Uh, and then they go to the investors and they say, look, you know, we're backed by, you know, Worthington or Bosch or whoever, uh, and we have proprietary technology from them, you know, like, why don't you give us money? So it's basically, they had nothing, but they convinced the other participants that the other, other participants were like all in. Right. So it's essentially, it is, it becomes a kind of, whether or you have a viable idea for a truck or not, it becomes a kind of confidence trick where everyone, you're sort of allowing it to proceed without it being said that, oh, well, um, that all of these people who you know, you can just feel like you can piggyback on their due diligence, but everyone piggybacked on everyone else's due diligence. And now it's like a group on paper billionaire. Yeah, everybody said yeah. they were going to do the slides and nobody <laughs> fucking did. And now the like this incredibly valuable company that makes nothing is just like convincing everyone that they haven't been owned. It rules. <laughs> 
And uh, so what happened then is their biggest commercial partner of all was when they were inve- they were partnered with and invested in by General Motors. Because, of course, as any sort of stock market watchers will know, uh, GM, Ford, and the entire American automaking industry is a dynamic and, and growing business. And they just had to partner with the number one innovator in the electric vehicle space because they're not a zombie company. Yeah, uh, GM is famous for never having made a bad investment. Uh, they've never not made money. Exactly. Look... I love for the, I love for example that um I've basically created a um essentially a payday loan company that has an ancillary car manufacturing component. Yeah, um, but crucially but so, also the ancillary car manufacturing component does not manufacture cars. No, not at all. <laughs> um so basically what happened though um is that GM partnered with Nikola it was all over the headlines. Uh, and the idea was that Nikola was going to use GM's battery technology and Nikola was going to seek to use uh, uh, also their production and fuel cell capabilities, <laughs> meaning that it seems like they were bringing nothing to the yeah, it's, partnership. It's a classic but... quid pro quid. Mm. <laughs> they seem to be bringing what, like a brand name? Vibes. <laughs> yeah, they were bringing tre- the, the management expertise and new of Trevor Milton. Yeah, it's just a classic. Quid? Yeah. <laughs> it's excuse me. Can I have a quid? Yeah. Excuse me. Do you have any quids I can borrow? Yeah. Um. And so this and the and the and what makes this very interesting, I think, um, is that earlier Q, you said that uh, uh that Nicola went public via something called a SPAC. Now, this is one of those things that our our listeners are going to think is. A sort of boring finance concept, but if you want to understand the way the economy works, it's very important to understand. So can you give us a little pricey? Sure. So, so a SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company, uh, which is basically like the idea behind an IPO is if you're investing in an IPO, you know that it's like Uber or whatever. Uh, a SPAC is like the loot box of IPOs because you have to buy it without yeah. actually knowing what's in it. Oh God! So 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 like you'll invest uh, like usually SPACs are like two hundred and fifty or like five hundred million uh, you know very very small IPOs uh, but they they give it they're given a name like you know tortoise acquisition or whatever like just some very generic name and then they say don't worry we'll find a really good company for you to buy. Uh, for for us to buy, and 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 you'll be the owner of this really good company, uh, and investors will just be like, okay, sounds cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, like my pillow. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's great if you're very if you, if you, if you find it difficult to make decisions, right? Yeah, mm. it's just don't, yeah, don't if worry. You have we'll imposter take care syndrome. Of <laughs> I just want to invest. I don't really mind in what. Or if like you want to impress a lady by saying that like you haven't just invested in one company, but you've invested in 250. Yeah. Um, I invested include- in Schrodinger's company. It could be anything. <laughs> I could true. own Amazon right now. You don't know. Just calling your broker because you're lonely, you know? Could, yeah. you, could you call yeah. a SPAC like the Joker SPAC? You could. could. Uh, so sp- It uh, is the Joker way of investing in a company. <laughs> yeah, just I am an investor of chaos. So, so, and essentially just okay. burning that giant pile of money. <laughs> well, on the product of uh, on the topic of burning giant piles of money, great companies like sports betting site DraftKings, um okay. Space Money Sync Virgin Galactic and Nikola Motors. Queens? have been able to access all of the cash they need from trading on the public markets without having to file any kind of quote-unquote 
paperwork or details or facts yeah, about boring, themselves. That's boring shit. Yeah. Nicola Motors do that? does sound like a used car lot in like barking. <laughs> I'll be perfectly <laughs> what, honest. What country was this car made in? It no longer exists. Exactly. Uh, and basically, I've got this chart of returns to the stock market from 1919 to 1929. And this kind of just blind investing, it seems to just work great. And only it happens like, in oh, fantastic times. Up. Right. The other interesting thing about SPACs that I find amusing is like prior to like there was a huge boom in like 2020 uh, of SPACs. But like prior to that, probably the most successful SPAC ever was Purple Mattress, uh, which is like that company that sells mattresses to people who listen to podcasts a lot. Uh, and they got like a one point one billion valuation. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it's better than fucking because Casper, I don't think, did a spec. They did a traditional S1 and their S1 was like, we assume people will buy a new mattress every year, um, which yeah. is just great to see. That's what they do. If it, your name is John, you sleep. Yeah. Also, mm. the other the other thing I sort of noted is that like the, some of the early sponsors via the sort of promote capacity of specs, like the way they're structured, they tend to be quite it tends to be quite beneficial for them. Right. If, if you want to get into the weeds a little bit. Yeah. So, so, so like. And, and we can get very into the weeds here. So like there's basically three ways you can take your company public. You can do a direct listing, which is basically you show up and you're like, hey, we're public now, buy our stock. Uh, and you just like appear on the stock market one day. So like very, very large tech companies like Spotify did a direct listing. And those are super cheap because you basically don't do anything. You're just like, OK, we're trading now. Uh, and then you're trading. Uh, or you can do an IPO. Uh, which is like the usual, like you go on the road show and you say, like, look at us, we're Uber, we're great. Uh, and, and that costs like five to seven percent uh, of, of the amount you're raising. Or you can do a SPAC, which basically on paper, there's no cost because the IPO has already been paid for. Uh, but in practice, you have to give up like 20 percent of the company to the IPO sponsor. Uh, and so then there's like a bunch of other terms like warrants and stuff that are complicated. Uh, but basically, yeah. like all in, if you do a SPAC, you're probably going to be paying like seven to 12 percent. Uh, so it's like even more expensive than an IPO. Uh, but the reason why all of these companies are doing it is because the SPAC money is guaranteed. Like if you do an IPO like WeWork, like if investors are just like, no, you suck. We're not buying your company. Uh, then like you just have to cancel the IPO. But with a SPAC, it's like once you're in, you're in. Like it's a done deal. Famously, yeah. one of the things that I've wanted to do when investing is avoid any risk. Yeah, yeah. I prefer to transfer that onto others. <laughs> People yeah. will always need mattresses. <laughs> um, and so, given given the sort of promote uh, function of a spec, uh, it's very interesting that Vecto IQ, the spec that was supposed to propel the future of transported infrastructure, that not a character from Star Wars that uh, <laughs> funded that that then bought Nikola. Wouldn't you know it? The chairman was a guy called Stephen Gursky, who was uh, GM's vice show. chairman for four years. Huh. What a coincidence that the guy who was GM's vice chairman for four years led the SPAC that bought the company that doesn't do anything that then became like 10 times as valuable when GM said they were going to work with them. Do you want the draw? Well, I think GM must have been like, hey, we really trust yes, this guy, please. Stephen Gerstner, so he's in charge, it must <laughs> no, be good. No, 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 no. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay, so I may have had the drop misconfigured, but it still works. But it still works, yeah. <laughs> it did. Yeah, so, um, Q, that's just a coincidence, right? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's never been any conflict of interest in, like, powerful, like, venture capitalists or other people uh, who are interested in a company doing an acquisition sitting on the board of a potential acquirer. Like, that never happened with, like, PayPal and eBay or anything, uh, or Skype and Microsoft. Is it a crime for a guy to have faith in another guy yeah. and just want to hang out These are just it is. <laughs> and to form relationships that we, have meaningful material results? We yeah. have to destigmatize male friendships, and that includes Steven Gursky and Trevor Milton. Well, that's why SPACs exists. It's kind of like, you know, because male friendships are so taboo that you have <laughs> yeah, to like, you have them to do this stuff. Them. It's all back to, we're back to, give to pain acronyms. and gain. You just do crimes in order to hang out. Oh, suddenly when me and my friends want to do some insider trading, that's gay? Well, actually, I think it's a fulfilling platonic relationship. Yeah. So, basically, what happened... So, to, to bring this all together, uh, what happened is there. What this company, them, uh, as the news broke that GM was going to work with it, this report that we've been referencing by Hindenburg Research... Um, which I am, I can only imagine the um, looking into what happened with that fucking zeppelin. <laughs> well, just making sure that hydrogen-based transport just never becomes a thing. Realistically, yeah. um, that there is it a came out of big and just helium. That's exactly it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the of big helium. So, <laughs> just like it sounds exactly like the kind of deep-voiced informant thing that you expect, except it's actually <laughs> much higher. And so you'll just yeah. have like secret meetings where everybody sounds like this <laughs> all the time. <laughs> the podcast studio that's slowly floating away. It's like the intro to Deus Ex One, but like Walton Simmons yes. is talking in a high pitched voice. So basically, on September twentieth, when these report because like there were doubts for a long time, but this report kind of set everyone except the Robin Hood traders and Wall Street bets guys against Nikola. Um, and Milt and on September 20th, one week after tweeting, cowards run, leaders stay and fight. Um, yeah. Wait, uh, he's Marine Todd? South, Southwest, uh, yeah, Marine Todd CEO, but like yeah. Southwest sort of generic idiot Trevor Milton, who is we are now going to get into, mm. then resigned. From his position as executive chairman of Nikola Corporation, on to another one of his uh, many yeah. fun businesses uh, to pursue in the future. Oh, no. He's off to go and write the sequel to Paradise Lost. Um, <laughs> Paradise Lost Two. Paradise Loster. Yeah. Look, when I, I don't think it's right for us to be laughing at a guy who lost his job. I mean, in this economy, it's very difficult for us. Yeah. To- <laughs> oh, you're using it again, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I'm going back to yeah, that well. We need to get some, get some mutual aid to this guy. Yeah. Uh, so he and the company are now being investigated by the SEC. Oh, He's no. a billionaire on, yeah, uh, police abolition, am I right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, the police, damn pigs. Police abolition. It includes Trevor Milton. We have to de- yeah. we, Maybe someone might have to de-incarcerate comrade Trevor Milton at some point. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, he remains a billionaire on paper. Uh, but mm. you know, good luck. You know, let's see if he tries to sell his Nicholas stick. But it's not played on paper; it's played on but grass. The way that his salary, <laughs> the way that his his compensation worked, he is still a multi, 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 multi mega zillionaire. Like he's a multi, multi, multi millionaire. He's still very wealthy. He's just not a billionaire. Polvo. Yeah, that's right. I want you to be a real billionaire, like Lars Windhorst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're 
never going to get supply chain financed by Lex Greensill, idiot. That's yeah. all, that's um, all we're doing is we're just bullying <laughs> fucking billionaires for not having enough. Yeah. No, if Lex this is Trump shit, basically, is yeah. being yeah. like says he's a billionaire. Actually, he's only got five hundred million. <laughs> Sad. Sad. I would, I would love it if Lars Windhorst raised an illiquid bond based on our podcast. But nevertheless, that'd be cool. Um, Lars, if you're listening, and I know you might be, <laughs> yeah, let's go. Please. Let's take this podcast public virus back. Um, if your employees <laughs> are listening. Uh, I don't think he has employees, but anyway, so let's ask ourselves, who is Trevor Milton? Um, before he locked his Twitter account, because- Always, uh, a sign. Doing Always a- the sign of a winner. Yeah. <laughs> he was arguing about Maoism online. Heroes, yeah, right. just can, heroes he, yeah, lead just- and then lock their accounts. <laughs> yeah. So, just someone who just refused to get out of his echo chamber. That's right. Mm. Uh, no, it's uh, he said the Ukraine. Uh, but the- oh, fuck, yeah, that's really bad. Here, here was his he said he was on the Ukraine yeah. and those guys wouldn't leave him alone. So here, here, was his, here was his bio. It's our duty to leave the world a better place and inspire people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, so cool guy. that's it. That's all I have to say about Trevor Milton is he seems cool. <laughs> He's a guy who is a dude. Yeah. No. So um, Trevor Milton's father, a guy called Bill Milton, who mm. we will meet again soon. Oh. Um, he worked as a manager for Union He's Pacific. He's coming on the stream. Yeah, he's coming on, <laughs> yeah, he's coming on the stream. Uh, he's got an OnlyFans. Um, you know, he, so basically, he worked as a manager for Union Pacific Railroad. Oh, okay. those famously never done anything wrong, entirely uh, like above reproach people, Union Pacific Railroad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, famously not the subject of the show Hell on Wheels, mm. short-lived. Um, so... Milton, Trevor Milton, told the Financial Times that he came up with the idea for a, quote, pure electric freight truck based on seeing electric trains at his father's workplace. So he's the first guy who thought, what if I could do an electric truck because he was inspired mm. by his dad? Cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's, just, that's male, positive male role models yeah. and we support that. So far, it's, so far, this is a positive story about a guy who loves business because... Yeah, just respects his dad, you know. Uh, he says, my dad got his degrees in business and finance. And while he wasn't an entrepreneur, he wanted me to be one. So he used to let me borrow $20 bills so I could resell candy to students <laughs> at my elementary school. What? All of oh, these, cool. all of these like billionaire origin stories are always so either phony or fucked or both at the same time. And this is both, right? There was a yeah. guy in my school mm-hmm. who tried to like sell Kit Kats at like double the price and yeah. he just got beaten up yeah. every day. And now now he's uh has a one point two billion pound contract for PPE with the government. He's actually a rich I... guy, but he's a rich guy because he inherited his dad's company. So he so I'm pretty sure like in a couple of years we will be talking about him on the show. I learned a very important lesson about business at school because when we were in year ten, our school got us all to do young enterprise now, yeah, <laughs> which is where you could like set up a little limited company of your own and like do a business. And uh, our school had always used to have a tuck shop, right? Which for Americans is like a sweet shop, but like in your school where it sells like biscuits and chocolate bars and shit, right? In America, and they sell bullets as well. Panda that's pops, right. so, that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, and they'd closed it down because they were like, oh, the tuck shop isn't very healthy. This was back in the mid-2000s when they were doing this like, well, yeah, Oliver. everyone should eat like only apples. Like, yeah, that period of time. I was like, who gives a fuck? Anyway, and so they said that, um, and so everyone's idea was like, well, we should reopen the tuck shop. And then the school were like, oh, but if you reopen the tuck shop, you can only sell healthy snacks like fruit. And so everyone, like four out of the five companies were all like, well, no one will buy that. So obviously we won't do that. And one company was like, yeah, we'll do that. And then they just sold chocolate bars anyway. And then the school was like, we're powerless to do anything about this. And, like, and that's, that's how you learned a valuable lesson. Like, at about- the time I was like... 
this is unrealistic. Like, you're cheating. And now I'm like, wait, this is how the entire planet works. Yeah. It's just someone going like, sure, we'll do that. And then being like, lol, joke. An early <laughs> yeah. lesson and the value of regulatory capture. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was your fault for not coming up with like the, 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 the next best idea after selling sweets in a, in a school, which is to sell uh, the idea of batteries. That's right. So, oh. Say, what if, I, what if the school was able to have a monopoly on electric yeah, transportation in the future? What if the school the was able to overturn the results of the Bolivian election? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what, those kids are going to get the sweets one way or another. It's either the tuck shop or the guy at the school gates. <laughs> and you won them in the tuck shop. <laughs> so, um... Uh, a little more about his his fa- relationship with his father. Uh, he said his father was his best friend and the person from whom he learned that failure is okay. Aww. Um, yeah. Oh. So he must be fine. Positive male role models. Love yeah, to this is that. a guy who absolutely like. So he's like, he had to keep borrowing twenty dollar bills. Like, yeah, this was a guy who definitely like got beaten the shit out. And like was his, his money father, got stolen every day. Was his yeah. father Prince Harry? <laughs> well, was so- like, listen, too many kids like you, they keep it bottled up. You know, <laughs> I'm very big on male mental health. And honestly, it's okay to fail. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to like fraudulently start an electric cu- truck company, according to Hindenburg research. Listen, mate, <laughs> blokes go through a very tough time. Some of the blokes I met out in Afghan, they came back, they had PTSD. They started electric truck companies. They didn't even know what an electric truck was. <laughs> But, you know, the key thing is, is you ring them up and you say, listen, mate, are you doing okay, chap? <laughs> and uh, that, that makes all the difference sometimes. So um, this, if you, this is, I think, a really key, um, key, a keyhole view, right, into mm-hmm. the personality of Trevor Milton, which is someone who, who, like, who is basically like, may have never done, probably has, may have never done cocaine. But yeah. all of That's his ideas absolutely bulletproof legally. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I don't. I'm not saying he's ever done cocaine, but that's just cocaine ass shit to say. Yeah. My father is my he best hasn't friend. Done cocaine, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> he taught me failure is okay, he, and and from him I got an inspired to make an electric truck because I saw one at his job. Well, yeah, it's like been you know, a I nice was quoted as saying that. I would do, make an everyone. effort to clarify that I was on cocaine when I said it. <laughs> Um, so the other thing the is state of the dads why. in this club is fucking outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is gonna be the best night out in the Southwest. <laughs> so the thing is, he was he grew up Mormon, which is why you know we can probably mm. guess. Which is he, why he's weird about it. his dad. Yeah. Yeah. But he credits an 18-month church mission to Brazil after high school <sighs> with helping him learn to be independent, become fluent he's in Portuguese, up. and also working in impoverished areas and his experience. Quote, fuel the desire to pursue goals that make people's lives better. Hello, so he's my name is backstory. Elder Josh, and I would like to share with you this truck that doesn't work. <laughs> so, um, what I'm just, I want to throw back to you, Q. We have kind of his backstory, which is I'm a clean cut Mormon guy who's, who loves entrepreneurship as an inspired to make the world a better place. Um, what's the, what is your, what, what do you feel about that? I mean, there's sort of a very long history of like, you know, close knit religious communities being especially susceptible uh, to like fraud. I mean, famously, like Bernie Madoff uh, is, is sort of the most infamous example of that, where basically, uh, you know, he used like the cultural and religious connections he had to like raise money for investors. So uh, this mm-hmm. is probably not a case of that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, because we have some quotes here. Uh, Trevor is a very energetic and engaging visionary type of person and extremely passionate about what he's trying to accomplish with Nicola. 
uh, said uh, Ingrid Derrick, the vice president of procurement uh, and sustainability, <laughs> normal dis- uh, vice president of procurement and sustainability for Anheuser Busch, which the brewing giant, which promised it would order eight hundred Nikola trucks for its fleet. Um, and they, she said, because all of its delivery locations are downhill from its distribution <laughs> warehouse. We've like a, just a, a Nikola truck being pulled by the Budweiser Clydesdales. Oh yeah, that, that would be more functional. Mm. Uh, she said, if you need a salesperson to pitch a new technology to a company, you'd rather have someone like him than someone who shows up and delivers the same message time and again. So this is someone the who same, is the same message like my trucks work. Yeah, yeah. So it's this is essentially someone who is very charming, has created a kind of charming, folksy backstory for himself, is an incredible salesman, mm. and oh, it, oh, your trucks work. So do everyone else's. What's innovative about that? Show me a truck that doesn't work, okay? <laughs> um, and who has? It feels to me right like he's gone through and he's like, I was inspired by my father. I was inspired by my charity work. I have all mm. of these connections, and it feels to me again like kind of like a work. It feels just like I have the boilerplate story of tech CEO. You could lift this and put it on anybody else. Yeah, well, because this is also like it, like these people whose entire lives are just like an Ivy League application essay, right? Mm. Where like it's a full with this thing like, but I also do charity work because I really believe in the spirit of mankind. But yeah. obviously, mostly what I care about is being rich. But also, I played lacrosse with children in Africa. I learned a lot about their mental health. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cool. They just talk what, to each other. And what I think is interesting about that, right? <laughs> Is that it become there is this common language of if you have to bluff your way into any prestigious institution, because this guy, he was a college dropout, you know, he was there for like one semester, he keeps crafting that tech CEO story. Mm-hmm. But I was too smart for college. The mm-hmm. fundamentals of the story, uh, the fundamentals of the narrative just stay the same. Like you can always yeah. tell if someone's bullshitting you if they tell you they're inspired by charity work, essentially. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, it's something like this that yeah. they're doing. I really don't trust people who drop out of college to start a business because, like, college is fun. Like, you can still start a business when you're done with being at, like, just fuck around for three more years. Like, why would you not? Why would you be such a nerd and quit to work, like, an 80 hour week? Like, what a fucking stupid thing to do. So, I've got a few of his uh, previous businesses, right? And, like I said, we're going to meet members of his family later. Cool. Uh, but this is the for first the one St. George Security and Alarm. Oh, if you if your if your business is vulnerable to dragon attack, <laughs> fear no more. Wasn't Prince oh, no, Andrew? One of, wasn't one of like no Mark Thatcher? Wasn't one of Mark Thatcher's? <laughs> sorry, easy to get those guys confused for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Uh, wasn't one of Mark Thatcher's ventures selling burglar alarms in the U.S.? Uh, I believe it was in Hong Kong. Huh. Yeah. If someone's, if someone's, if the person you're dealing with is uh, sweating, uh, that's that's Mark Thatcher. Yeah. Um, so. St. George Security and Alarm, basically. Love gate, take simple yeah. as. This was from an interview with CNN Business, uh, where a Nevada investor called Glenn Pills. Who <laughs> 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 well, I think might have worked with Ecky Newton. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh. Man, I'm just vibing. I can feel the market, you know? Imagine I, that I you're love yeah. this. I love your business. Like he decided to change his name to the name that your drug dealer has in your phone. 
<laughs> so Nevada businessman Glenn Disco Biscuit was <laughs> handsome Rob <laughs> was excited to be buying a business in 2006 from Trevor Milton, which hmm. I imagine is the last time he felt good about buying a business from Trevor Milton. 2006 it's, it's, was a crazy time. It's a bad trip. Yeah, bad people trip. were buying Cadillac Escalades. It um, was a you know. Pills said Milton seemed like a good guy, and hmm. he recalled Milton impressing him by saying how he was paying for someone's education in Brazil. Cool. Yeah, his, his uh, Nesta, his, <laughs> his adult. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not cats. Exactly. <laughs> and so Hills took every dollar from his 401k account and savings account to buy St. George security and alarm in St. George, Utah. However, most of the equipment that was included within the contract, like ladders and alarms, was fictional uh accounts receivable <laughs> were wildly inflated and then there were a bunch of strange contractual terms that pills was then obligated to fulfill such as paying one of his employees rent uh huh oh. comrade this all seems no. above board yeah comrade so, milton um i mean mm. this just seems like this is just totally normal and also if someone has a, the kind of business history like this surely the chairman of gm would be like experienced enough to look into him before working with of him, course. right? Of course. Pills was also his dealer. Yeah. Can't, <laughs> can't, get, like, can't, can't, can't get the wires crossed. Yeah. And additionally, like, yeah, so there's that. But also, it's not just GM that worked with this guy. It was like Bosch, Q, as you said, Worthington, like a, a numerous companies all had contracts and, and stuff in place to work with him so that it could just be shopped around to others. It's that thing where you're trying to pick up drugs, but you end up having to hang out with your dealer at his house, <laughs> and then like, there's actually some other guys there who are also trying to buy drugs. So you end up making like awkward small talk, and then suddenly you're involved in securities fraud. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he had another business uh, called U Pillar, which is a classified. <laughs> okay. He's <laughs> investing in U Pillar. The six. I mean, it's it's the six pillar of Islam. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a classified <laughs> website that launched in 2009. Um, mm. Which was he tried to sell to an investor that Milton said at the time the website was as popular as Craigslist and would soon overtake Amazon. Okay, was it? Well, and I did use it. it every day. <laughs> yeah, uh, Hugh, you're the business person. Was it and did it? No. Ah, <laughs> Duck. keeps missing. Oh no! Mm. I, I, let me just go onto Robinhood and reverse all my trades in U Pillar. <laughs> it is a very good place to troll for chemsex, though. So um, <laughs> the investor said they didn't have a real reason to doubt Milton's claims. And oh, <laughs> other than his entire background, <laughs> other than the entire history of everything he'd ever done, and the fact that he couldn't really explain what this website was or why it would be so successful. Other than that, his claims were completely reasonable. Um. He trusted the people that referred him to Milton, but looking back, said he wished he did more due diligence. Oh, damn. Look, in 2009, websites were still a very relatively new thing. That's true. They were rare. Yeah. Couldn't get them. Exactly. I trusted my dealer. He had good dank. He Why a, would he recommend me a bad investment? He, he had a great Pixo website. In fact, oh, well, yeah. I, I, I do want to do one thing before we carry on, though, and I might throw to, to, to sort of others for a little bit of this, but... What we're talking about seems like it's just rich people scamming rich people or people with money scamming people with money. Yeah, because you know, GM it is. getting bilked. And yeah, it's true. It is. But I, th I think that there is like a reason that this matters to ordinary people, which is it's not directly that we worry that GM is going to get like, oh, no, GM got its feelings hurt and embarrassed in the market. It's that things like electrifying transportation are crucially important. 
it's critical that that happens among mm. yeah, which is why things. we've left it to this one Mormon fail some. <laughs> yeah, mm. exactly. And just the activities that these companies are getting, because if you if you are a Marxist, you'll think money represents labor. It is the commodity mm. form of labor. And so by just pouring enormous amounts of labor into these active into these boxes that exist for rich people to scam one another, what we're doing is we're putting less of our money in actual not less of our social labor power and making the stuff that we need to not die like electric cars and putting it into fancily branded boxes so that, yeah, this like Mormon fail family can buy like, you know, their own mountain compound. Yeah, but right. Riley, not dying is actually really expensive, and I'm not sure that we as a human race can afford to I mean, not die. Uh, that that's my take. But Q, I'm I'm interested to know. I mean, you you were obviously into this because you know it's it's you're into it professionally. But d- does that sound to you like a good reason that people should care about this stuff? Yeah, this sort of goes back to what we were talking about with the, in the Tesla episode, which is that the government has basically outsourced like huge and critical portions of its function uh, to like the market. So like we don't have, you know, regulatory enforcement of financial crimes uh, at the corporate level until they're like exposed by a short seller. You know, we don't have like massive electrification of transit projects being carried out uh, by the government. We have, you know, a bunch of sort of, you know, scammers and fraudsters raising, you know, money from the market to claim that they'll revolutionize transportation. We don't have like the city of Chicago building like an expansion of the subway system. We have them handing, you know, the boring company a billion dollars to like not build a tunnel so that the mayor can get like a a photo op with Elon Musk. So it it does matter Mm. because it's like a degradation of the capability of the government to do like shit that matters in the real world. Uh, this, I don't know how much press this got in, in uh, the UK, but like I recall in like June, Trump was talking about how they were just going to have Google build like a contact tracing app uh, for, for the coronavirus. And it was like, yeah, this is definitely something the government should do, but the government doesn't have the capability to do it. So they have to find some like shady public private partnership uh, to like let a bunch of people rip some money off and then build like an okay product or no product at all. Exactly. In Britain, we just call that the government doing things. <laughs> the government doesn't even have a concept of doing things without a public-private partnership. And so I think, and I, this is like the this is why I think it's worth talking about in this episode in particular. It's that understanding this, it's not necessarily that like oh no, I'm worried that rich people are not making the money they should. It's more like these actual activities that we're talking about are getting crowded out by this. But this is what's left, hmm. you know? Um, yeah, tr- trucks is- that don't exist or that don't work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, look, it, you, you want to start a company that makes electric trucks, okay? Why should you have to make any electric trucks? What a narrow view <laughs> of what an electric truck company should do. Why can't you just fuck around and find out? Maybe make an electric truck, maybe don't. That's called artistic license. It's jazz, baby. Exactly. Yeah, it's about, yeah. the, trucks about the trucks you don't, don't make. make. Yeah, the truck is the space between the notes. <laughs> uh, so here's my favorite, though, of Trevor Milton's companies, which was called D-Hybrid and is actually two companies. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. So it's a little bit complicated, but basically, in 2009, Milton approached the inventor of a new kind of hybrid fuel something, not important what it was. In order to uh, kill agree- his project. <laughs> <laughs> they agreed to work together. Then Milton incorporated D-Hybrid, which we'll call Company One. Mm-hmm. A company that developed and designed these systems. 
Yeah. It then convinced Swift, which was a big trucking company, to invest $2 million and sign up to convert 800 of its trucks. So it signed up with Company One. Swift then sued Company One in 2012, claiming the technology was faulty, only five trucks had been converted, and that every engineer who worked on it said that Trevor Milton was peddling dangerous fiction in terms of how engineering actually works. Cool. So, now... um, uh, There's also a sign helping of actual fraud in this, uh, which is that uh, the the contract with Swift to convert 800 of his trucks uh, was for $16 million, and then Trevor Milton later went on to represent that this was a $200 million contract. Uh, to other yeah, investors, he, which is a theme that we will called, be getting back to later <laughs> in the episode. Yeah, sometimes you have to believe in your yourself. own hype, man. <laughs> look, it's called rounding, okay? <laughs> like, look, to the nearest $200 million, it was $200 million. So, if let's just say, let, uh, theoretically, that you have a hybrid gas company that we're calling Company One that's mired in a lawsuit and allegations of actual fraud, um, but you want to keep doing your thing. Quantine, what would you do in that situation? Uh, well, I would probably start a new company with exactly the same name and pretend it was the same company. Uh, but wait, you can't legally start one with the same name. Do you have a relative that maybe you could ask to get involved? <laughs> I mean, hey, whatever works. And I mean Mormons, like- big families, right? You know, yeah. my name's Trevor, and I love my dad. So, um, <laughs> so Bill Milton, the, the guy who said we'd be meeting again, launched Dehybrid Systems LLC, hmm. which yeah. we shall call Company Two. Cool, <laughs> awesome. And the new company then continued trading while claiming all of the patents and deals from company yeah, th- one. This is famously something that you do when you're not doing fraud. When you're operating in good mm. faith, one of the things that you do as often as possible is create a company with the name of another company that's run by your son, and then try to do all of the same things and transfer all of its assets to you. So what yeah. happened? It's like having several passports in different names. Yeah. Totally yeah. unsuspicious. Just normal things that people who aren't doing anything suspicious do. Honestly, normalize that. Yeah. So uh, what then happened was Dehybrid Systems Company 2 was acquired by an Ohio company called Worthington Industries, which we mentioned before, mm-hmm. leaving all of the partners who did all the early work and suffered throughout the lawsuits and all the investors in Dehybrid Company 1 with nothing because Company 2 was the only company that was legally bought. But then he turned around and said to Worthington that actually, legally, you've bought a different third company. <laughs> awesome. No, I am Guy awesome. Incognito. <laughs> this actually, this kind of rules. Yeah. Like, I love that they're just being like, uh, like everyone involved like in this trade the whole time is just like, this guy is Muhammad Adda taking a flying lesson and insisting that he doesn't need to learn how to land. And they're all going, what a kooky guy. I guess he doesn't guess he doesn't like landing. I guess he already knows how to land. Yeah, well, weird that he learned that first. But. I, mean, I mean, look, we're here to provide a service. The market, yeah. look, the marketization of flying school meant that treating the the, the pupil as a as a customer rather than as someone who's in a different kind of relationship means you can just buy flying lessons without landing lessons. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like, look, landing is the hardest part. So maybe he just like I only want to get to a certain level. I'm an yeah. amateur pilot. Okay. Yeah. I'm he, not trying to spec full pilot. He didn't. He didn't want. He didn't want to be a bossum guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, so, not, I'm not trying to be the Eddie Van Halen of flying. Okay, I, <laughs> I just, just want to do play, a bit of flying smoke on, on the, the side. Water, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, following the sale, this is a quote from CNN Business. 
a D-hybrid company one investor said that they were excited about the sale and called up Milton to congratulate him and ask how much their shares are now worth. The investor was then informed that D-hybrid and D-hybrid systems were two different companies. Yeah, it's, like, it's like that scene from The Social Network where Andrew Garfield goes insane. I'm sorry, I'm no longer Trevor Milton. You can call me El Scorchito. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, was the investor informed of this while he was locked in the secure bulletproof atrium? Of this guy's <laughs> store, yeah. Oh fuck! It just—it is very uncut gems, isn't it? I mean, this is—it's kind of like we were talking about Lars Windhorst. A lot of these guys, it's just they're uncut gems, guys. It's just that <laughs> it's just that the media and the the financial press, especially, tends to report on them sort of so fawningly and uncritically because they want to be the first person to get like <laughs> the early profile of the next Mark Zuckerberg or whatever. That someone like this, with all of this stuff in the public record for years, is able to be heralded as a visionary mm. until literally a forensic report point by point with inside information comes up and disproves it because if you're if you have the appearance of being rich and innovative that's enough for most of these writers plus you can't be an uncut gems guy unless you've had ass surgery that's right that's right yeah you got you got to be thick yeah so um this now here's the more a very interesting bit and this is about his relationship with a man called Johnny Robb. <laughs> so, a man with two first names so Johnny Robb was a friend of Trevor Milton uh, and according to the Attorney General of Utah's office, Rob contacted Milton, identified as TM in charging documents in April, mm. claiming to be a friend and threatened to post uh, unflattering information about I Trevor hate on social media. When I'm identified in charging documents as something, some of my <laughs> least favorite shit to be identified in. Yeah. So uh, he was basically said that he was going to release this information on social media unless uh, Milton paid him $500,000. Um, and then, mm. and apparently, and this is why also, like, don't, I, 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 we're not getting into the, oh, Trevor Milton doing praxis, robbing billionaires, whatever, because, like, he's <laughs> not, he was, like, credibly accused of sexual assault twice. Like, this is not, allegedly. Cancelled. This is, this is not a good person. This is not a fun person. This is, like, this, this is not a good guy. But let's not, so he's genuinely awful. But uh, after being arrested, and that was allegedly what Rob was going to post. So after being arrested at the like the spot where he was supposed to pick up the bribe, and then released, Johnny Rob was found dead in one of his favorite places near the mountains. It re his obituary read that he passed away the morning of May seventh, twenty twenty, and the obituary says it was a suicide case. Uh, however, it's also noted that upon being taken into custody, Rob uttered. This is what happens when you blackmail a billionaire. Alice, please play the drop. Huh. Insert your own conclusions while this drop plays. Yeah, because I... Before he was released, he was moved into a cell with Nicholas Tartaglioni. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's actually very sweet that, you know, he committed suicide in his favorite place by padlocking himself into a, a suitcase and shooting himself twice in the back of the head. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, that's what we're, we, uh, crucially, we are reporting what's in the public domain, and that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, and we're not yeah. going to talk about it anymore. <laughs> End Damn. of segment. I mean, 
Yes. If I can put on my Prince Harry hat, uh, it's a real shame some guys do bother <laughs> you up. You know, ch- if you'd have you had someone to talk to, to talk to him, yeah, exactly. I mean, I've seen a lot of blokes that are carrying a lot of a lot of baggage. Yeah, um, sometimes they find themselves in their own baggage with yeah. two bullet holes in the back. <laughs> exactly. Of their head. Yeah, and that is you know that is the real tragedy. We can't have it, that anymore. You know. Yeah. Um. So that is that is the situation. Uh. So that's kind of his history. Is a long history of gen- general awfulness. Um, actual fraud. It's kind of a James Elroy character. Yeah, um, Mm. alleged much worse than actual fraud, uh, and and all of this stuff. Mm. And people just kept investing in him. They kept doing it. This was all. A lot of this was public, and they just like. What's happening to this Nikola Motors company now? Like, what's the deal? Well, uh, uh, Q, what is the deal with Nikola Motors now? Uh, their stock has declined about 75%. They're being investigated by the SEC. Uh, almost blip, all of right? their major investors have either sold some or all of their shares, including Bosch, Worthington, Value Act. Uh, allegedly, and, and, and this is you know just sort of pure rumor, GE is trying to break the deal. So things are going great at Nikola. Awesome. Oh well, that's good. I just imagine like their last remaining investors are all guys like Kirk Van Houten. Like that is like, <laughs> like well, come on. I mean, a lot of their last remaining investors like are probably just Robin Hood guys. Yeah, well, know? that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, awesome. People who think like it's you, nothing can go down forever. Yeah. You know, if it was well, this is this is my opportunity to buy the you know um, invest in the Titanic now that it's hit the iceberg. Exactly. Buy on the way down. Build an average. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a few more sort of uh, uh, fun notes from the Hindenburg report. Mm. Um, so these are just a, a few things that sort of jumped out to me. Uh, number one was their claims about in-house technology, because one of the big things about Nikola was they said, we've got all this great stuff. We've invented all this great stuff. We are pioneering. We've hired these great people and all this. Um, and Trevor has claimed on video that Nikola made its own inverters in-house along with its own e-axle design, other key components, the things that would make this company valuable. Because if it was just licensing mm. components from other companies and then putting them together in a slick design, it's basically a car design house. Yeah, and that's it's not basically a- Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, the ac- however, it was discovered that the actual components of these parts on demonstrations, he would just put a piece of black painted masking tape over the label, <laughs> uh, concealing who actually made it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Redacted. Parody redacted. It's so cheap to do fraud. <laughs> really? You just need some tape. Yeah. Who knew? Like, just uh, like how easily just snookered everyone who dealt with this guy was. Who's, again, obviously not on the level, right? It's a, it says here that you're on the sex offenders register, me peeling off some electrical tape. No, it doesn't. um right so what's like and because this is this is also something right where i don't know why this is maybe this one for you q why are people so credulous when they're supposed to be these like genius financial wizards i mean i think you sort of hit the nail on the head earlier where it's like a group project where as long as there are enough sort of like famous names involved that you could say oh we have value act we have Bosch, we have Worthington, everybody assumes somebody else did the diligence. Like this is this was the exact same thing that Theranos did, which is like, oh, we have like this board full of like the secretaries of state, and we have Walgreens and and we have CVS and we have all of these, you know, quote unquote partners, and everybody assumes, oh, somebody, Everyone loves yeah, blood. Somebody else did the work on this. It's fine. 
Yeah. And it's, so it's like the activity of opposing anything a company wants to do seems down to short sellers at this point. Yeah. And, 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 and short sellers are like nobody's. Like there is essentially zero capital in the US in short selling funds. Like the one fund that was like the big backer of Nikola, which we can get into, was, was Value Act Capital, which has like $15 billion in assets and probably like yeah. the entire short selling industry in the US, of which like a third is Jim Chanos, has maybe like four or five billion in assets. Uh, yeah, so like you could just buy this. You could basically bully the short sellers out of a position if you really wanted to. Yeah, right? especially if you have billions of dollars behind you. Uh, yeah. So let let's talk a little more about Value Act. Actually, the the sort of the big backers. How, like, did they again? Were they just snookered in because they were like, oh, they're working with Bosch. I have a Bosch at home. It seems pretty good. <laughs> so Value Act is interesting because previously Value Act was was very I don't want to say famous, but sort of infamous. Uh, as sort of the number one lead investor in Valiant Pharmaceuticals, uh, which was basically like a giant institutional industrialized insurance fraud. I I don't know if we talked about this last episode, but what they would do is they would just ship people like medicine and be like, hey, here's some free drugs. Uh, Your insurance is going to pay for it. And they were like, cool. The return label on this says Tony Pills. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, little Tony Pills. Yeah. So what what happened? Yeah, And and so then the insurance company was like, uh, okay. And then Valiant just paid the copay. And then the insurance company paid the rest. So like if the copay is only 10%, that's basically, you know, you're paying $10 to get 90 back from the insurance company. Oh, uh, right. And, 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 and so like the only way to describe this is, is basically like, what if Martin Shkreli's company was like run by Baron Harkonnen? Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just this like huge, like essentially open naked fraud. And it, and, and it lost like, tens if not hundreds of billions of dollars in market cap when i think citrone research another short seller basically put out a thing that was like hey this is like a giant shell game and pyramid scheme uh and funnily enough wouldn't you believe it value act managed to sell out most of their shares uh before sort of the decline so it's it's basically they they rode the stock from like $20 $20 a share to 150 you know, they sold half of their stake, and then they rode the rest of the way down, but they somehow made money from it, uh, which yeah, is... Was, was, that, was that Valiant or Nikola? Uh, that was, that was a value X stake of uh, Valiant, but believe it or not, yeah. they have also sold a substantial portion of their Nikola stake in the public markets as well. So oh. funny how that seems so, to work over and over again for them. Yeah, where they're just able, they're able to basically privatize the, they're able to privatize the profits of the hype from Nikola and then sort of put the losses out to other people in the markets, whether that's Robinhood traders or institutional investors or whatever, right? Yeah, I I mean, I'm not saying there's anything untowards. It's just, you know, they're, they're very good at selling at the right time. Uh, yeah, which is why they're they're a famous and 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 wealthy investor. Do you want the drop for when we're not saying anything untoward? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, there's there's genuinely nothing untoward. It's just yeah. It's, I think it's not even. Works. It's not even. Yeah, it's it's not even that it has to be untoward. But like privatizing profits and and then and then pushing losses out to other people, uh, especially if they're the government or taxpayer is backstopping it all. That's mm. not untoward. That's not it not working. That's it working. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's the, the design. Yeah, it's designed to do that, and so like it's one of these things where it's like 
something like Nicola is less, I think, an aberration and more the logical conclusion of, of what we're doing here. Yeah, like um, the, the problem with Nicola was not that it, it got hyped and then, you know, ValueX sold their stock and then, you know, it turned out not to meet up the hype. It was that it got hyped, ValueX sold the stock and it literally allegedly turned out to be a giant shell game and a fraud. Like if this was a legitimate company that just couldn't deliver on revolutionizing batteries, you know, that happens all the time. Uh, Mm. Funny you should say revolutionize batteries uh, because uh, another uh, interesting thing about the report was that in 2019, this is from the report, Nikola announced that it would revolutionize the battery industry, which is good. Oh. Anyone who claims that they're going to do that, you can always take at face value. Look, Absolutely. you go to all that trouble to oust uh, Evo Morales and then you we, some podcasters just say, oh, you're not really serious about doing this. Look, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not the critic who counts, okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah, look, if we weren't serious, why would we have hired Silvercorp? <laughs> <laughs> so, this was to be done through an acquisition, but the deal fell through when Nikola realized the technology of, was vaporware and that the president of the battery company had been indicted months earlier over allegations that he had conned NASA by using his expensive <laughs> account to procure numerous sex workers oh he's he's one cool. of those guys Dude's who like finds wrong. like getting arrested by the nasa inspector general office <laughs> oh fucking that absolutely rock. rules though like oh uh, yeah i really needed to fuck in space <laughs> uh, this is it was for research to see if you could uh not in orbit which is part of the battery yeah, yeah. they're investigating so the other- new threat paradigms to the international space station he just wanted mm. to find out whether you could whether you could not so hard you could choose it through the international yeah, space right. exactly that's right um and what's interesting right is that it's not just like these single what this shows to me right it's not just these bad apples who are you know mm. spoiling the bunch it's an entire ecosystem of just people who realize of big dumb quite often public or institutional money walking around and then you know people just stealing from one another it's like um like alex Yag said when we had her on a couple weeks ago you know most of this economy is just rich people sort of trading money back and forth to one another and scamming one another yeah you know and, and that's sort Seems of incredibly healthy and they keep yeah. getting and they keep getting like multiple chances because they can just speak so confidently and i'm convinced like a lot of it is down to the fact that like they're kind of speaking at language you know the type of like finance guy language, mm. which mm. unless you're in, unless you're like a LinkedIn finance guy, you understand is bullshit. But if you are a LinkedIn finance guy, like the way in which like you just give someone another chance on the basis that oh, I'm really confident that this will work, and the reason mm. I'm so confident is because um, I'm wearing like a cool sweat, like wearing a cool hoodie, and mm. I procured it from <laughs> um, re- you know if I if I have this very cool hoodie that I procured from a one like one seller. Um, yeah, I can definitely revolutionize the battery industry, or I can definitely um, build a truck that can. Uh, what was it like eight 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 hundred thousand tons or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the, think- link, the LinkedIn post is like I reluctantly took this gig sucking off a guy in space, <laughs> and the next day I went for a job interview at an electric trucking company, and it was the same guy. <laughs> well, like, I but, got the job. Well, see, the, the, the question the question is really just like you know. Even though, like Trevor Milton has this history of companies that f- keep failing and don't even really function properly to begin with, he keeps getting these chances. And the excuse that everyone has is, "Oh, um, yeah, we should have really found that out earlier, but for some <laughs> reason we just didn't. We didn't. We didn't care. Re- because research is boring. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's boring, like, and you could be nice. doing like fun stuff like posting or." 
Um, Rolling you, a truck down a hill. Or, or using yeah. your NASA like special Amex card. <laughs> Sorry, Q, go ahead. Yeah, um, I, I was just going to say, the, the, the funniest thing about this is like, the Nicola doing like Googling one guy's name and realizing like, Oh, he like put prostitutes on the NASA Amex was literally the most due diligence yeah. anyone in this story had ever done <laughs> until the Hindenburg report dropped. <laughs> like, Google Trevor Milton's name before you were going to invest in him. You're like, why is this guy involved in all of these lawsuits about a prior electric hybrid car manufacturer? Like that's probably a red flag. <laughs> they Google it and they're like, hey, sex workers work. You know? yeah. well, that's, <laughs> that's also right. right. That's Part right. of it is just like, I think, Im- an embedded kind of Whiggism that Americans can't let go of, which is, well, progress isn't done. There must be a better battery. And this guy seems to say he can invent one. And I'd rather mm. not face the possibility that if there just isn't a better battery we can invent. Yeah. You're so saying I, this guy can't invent a better battery? He's fucked in space. <laughs> Have you so, ever fucked in space? <laughs> so what I think is, I kind of think it's also like psychological with like Americans dealing with the idea that progress isn't eternal. It's more comfortable to believe a fraudster who tells you it is. Who just says, oh, don't worry, I can do it, I can do it. Because it's perfect confidence that replicates yours. Right. Mm-hmm. And, well, and it makes sense because a lot of the time, the, type, like the, Trev- the Trevor Milton types are also the one of the, one of the only people that really espouse the kind of like American dream rhetoric, right? Mm-hmm. The, like, they're the ones who really believe in the whole, you know, my dad gave me $20 and that's how I started my, my electric vehicle company, if you really think about it. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I was I, I loved entrepreneurship and the free market, etc. They, they are the only people that actually like buy into this narrative. And, that, and that's magic. why I genuinely think that like so much of everything that we talk about, but in particular, like cases where you have this company that's valued at like God knows how much, despite not having made or done anything, mm. is really just down to the fact that like this guy is very good at LinkedIn language. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a, a couple more here. Now, we've talked a lot about hills and rolling down hills. Oh, I've yeah. been saving this for the, for the end as to the why I've talked hill, about the this. The hill to die on. So, exactly. Uh, Nicola uh, once uh, released a video of their Nicola One prototype called Nicola One, quote, in motion. Um, mm. And it the, sure was. And the video was <laughs> the truck cruising down uh, a street. Cool. Yeah. The desert road. And it was the Nicola One. Now, what was the angle of this street? Would you describe it as level or? (laughs) I would not. Okay, not level. Okay. Um, It was like like one of those shots where it's like the camera's down on the ground and like the truck is moving towards the camera. So you you can't really tell like what the angle is, which I'm sure was totally unintentional. Absolutely, mm. and uh, they, they just wanted to make it like a cool skateboarding video. Absolutely, they yeah. wanted to make an and one street truck. Yeah, it was um, it was posted on the Thrasher Instagram. <laughs> so basically, what happened was the truck, as we said many times, doesn't work. It, it does not work. There is not the Nicola One, not a functional truck. I love to be the cameraman. They're like, don't worry, just lie down at the bottom of this hill in front of this oncoming truck that totally works. <laughs> and there's definitely a guy in there who will stop the truck before it runs it, you over. Boy, is it ever functional. Yeah. If I wanted to describe it in one word, functional would be the one that leaps to mind. Um, do, uh, do the brakes work? <laughs> Why would we put brakes on it when the engine doesn't work, you stupid asshole? <laughs> did, did, did Muhammad Atta ask for brakes? Yeah. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. So, uh, what happened is 
Nick is basically the truck was actually just rolling down the hill in the video. And this is one of the major like gotchas of like, a thou- I would encourage you to read the Hindenburg report. I'll, I'll link it on the episode notes if you if um, if you're interested in reading it. I encourage mm. you to do so. It'll give you a little insight into like what kind of things I filter through to prepare for these episodes. Did the Hindenburg need breaks? Um, and so what it was, was that it was just rolled down the hill non-functionally and then filmed as though it was under driving under its own propulsion. However, Nikola responded to this allegation by saying that, look, we just said it was the Nikola one in motion. For legal it was purposes never- in motion. <laughs> <laughs> it was never yeah. described as in motion under its own <laughs> propulsion, <laughs> which I think is ironclad. I mean, if a mm. company has to say, look, we didn't mean, we didn't look that thing we heavily implied. We didn't mean Fucking it. We meant off. a much more limited and literal meaning. That's a good sign, right? This, this is also funny because this is like the most like trouble they ever went to to cover their own ass because they're like, oh, we only said it was in motion. Like there is like a narrow technical legal definition of in motion that like, oh, you you just jumped to conclusions when in like numerous other instances, they've just like flat out lied. Uh, and, and, yeah. and I feel comfortable saying that because like probably one of the like this is the allegation that jumped uh, out of the report that everybody is talking about because it's it's just so funny to imagine them like rolling a truck that doesn't work down a hill and being like short sellers are going to get cooked. Uh, but like the, the most like damning accusation was when he literally said, like, we have like three point five megawatts of solar panels installed on our headquarters that power our factory. And people just pulled up satellite photos of the factory. and It's just like a blank white roof. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <So> they're invisible. <laughs> yeah, that's how good they are. He, he like claimed that they owned. Uh, he's claimed at various points because, like I said earlier, they've uh, like they've pivoted between being like a natural gas truck and a battery truck and a hydrogen truck and back to a battery truck like several times. Uh, so at various points, they have claimed to own like one natural gas wells, which they did not own uh, when they were a natural gas truck. To like a 100 ton per day hydrogen manufacturing facility, which would be like the largest hydrogen manufacturer in the world. Yeah, it's, it's on the roof next to the solar panels. Right. Uh, <laughs> which also did not have. Uh, and then mm. there's obviously the battery thing and the solar panel thing. Uh, and then also at one point they claimed, and we may, might get to that later, uh, that they had developed a way to reduce the cost of like industrial hydrogen by 80%. Uh, which would be essentially the biggest discovery short of like fusion possible. And then when they were pressed on it, they said, oh, well, we're going to like just standardize the uh, like the inputs. So like all of the yeah. fuel tanks will be the same and that's going to get the so, cost down 80%. So like a lot of that kind of thing, right? It would be, they would say it. And then when pressed on it, they would clarify, no, we just said we were going to say it where we said we were going to do it or we were going to look into it or we had some like magical number you know, because mm. at the at the end of the day, right, all of these lies are just about um, or, or misrepresentations or, or obscurations or whatever. It's all the same thing. It's all about what does the person in front of me want to hear that will make them continue to give me the money that I'm asking for. And so we'll just kind of say whatever and then we'll be able to backtrack it in whatever way. So like that also uh, works for their accounts receivables, right? Where like they claim that U.S. Express... Uh, had three point five billion dollars in order in orders with them, but then U.S. Express as a company only had like a million um a million dollars cash on on hand or cash like accessible to it. Like it was 
it was just fabrications of that scale of just it's just making stuff up. Look, it Whether sounds that's bad up a- when you say the only thing that we actually do and are good at is lying. But <laughs> have you considered that lying is very difficult and people keep catching us? <laughs> Look, li- yeah, lying is a form of emotional labor that that's people right. just don't give enough credit um, to. So uh, I-, I have the last thing I've pulled uh, from the report here, which is my favorite thing, which is like... Again, more like um, big family magic, which is oh. that. Uh, remember how like their important thing was? They said we have made a discovery with the relation with relation mm. to the production of hydrogen that is on. Yeah, my par uncle with, produces like, so much fucking hydrogen that we're just gonna hook him up to the trucks. Well, essentially, this is like becoming jackass at this well, point. <laughs> like it's just Johnny Knoxville farting into a container, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna tell him it's hydrogen." So effectively, what happened is that. Um, they have awarded three million dollars, three million stock options mm-hmm. to recognize the performance of Travis's like various of uh, Trevor's brother Travis and uncle <laughs> Lance. I knew there cool. would be an uncle. There's, There's always an uncle. This uncle magic. Classic Our uncles. beautiful uncles. This is a classic uncle activity. Is just mm. bonding with your d- father son bonding, like <laughs> doing some like fraud related to natural gas compression in 20, 2009, bringing in your uncle and 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 brother to like make it a much bigger deal. But Travis, and remember, the hydrogen innovation here was going touted to be world changing. And mm. bigger than anything anyone had ever thought they could accomplish. Bigger than Jesus. And so, uh, the director of hydrogen production and infrastructure uh, was uh, <laughs> uh, Trevor Milton's brother, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah, but who is has a PhD in hydrogen engineering? Uh, you would assume. Yeah. Uh, hold on, let me just look at the notes. I assume that they will say that. Obviously. Yeah. yeah let's like not me- look it up. Yeah. Or that he's yeah. like a quantum mechanic or yeah. someone yeah. who's just like very, you know. Wait, well, just you because you're a relative doesn't mechanic mean that you're is not- an actual job. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's seen look, the film Quantum of Solace. Look, that is his qualification. We're gonna take we, my fucking fusion reactor to the quantum. That's right. Mechanic. No, look, we are we're, to, we're talking about people who are very, very <laughs> quantum mechanic. I totally miss that. <laughs> yeah, look, we're talking about people who are very, very clever beyond our like, you know, own kind of understandings and you know, limits of the world. So quantum mechanic is definitely like a job in this particular Oh, like yeah, so it's something yeah. this guy would say he is. Absolutely. <laughs> right. yeah. it's, something, it's something that I'm going to say I am Like yeah. after this. It'd be fucking cool. Yeah. Slapping the top 100%. of a car, like this baby can fit so many entangled particles in it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was meant to say quantum so, physicist, look, but yeah. anyway. So right. you changed the some... name of the group chat to quantum quick fit. <laughs> so he, we assume that this is some kind of quantum mechanic, of course. Um, his, re- his experience could be described as a... Um, residential uh a residential um transport last mile engineering consultant uh to do with uh uh with um transform uh liquids and solids uh specifically making them into uh drivable quadrilaterals by which i mean (laughs) uh he did uh driveways in hawaii yeah why are you talking like a cop (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, there so, has been a there has been a Travis Brothers involved <laughs> quantum mechanization so, um, of a driving area. Travis Travis Milton uh, poured concrete driveways in Hawaii, which again is a fine job. 
but probably doesn't prepare you You're to fine, at a downwards angle, Dude. which is the perfect yeah. which is the perfect way yeah. to park your Nikola car. He, mm. he, his LinkedIn on this literally describes him as president at self-employed for this time period. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Edu- education. Mind your own damn business. Those guys, <laughs> no, those guys are the University most power- of life. Those guys are the most powerful people after the people who put University of Life on their Facebook pages. Because oh, yeah. this is an entire company of University of Life guys. These are the most successful versions of those. Mm. Because all of their businesses are always really sort of strange and specific in MLM. It's that these guys didn't get swindled by Herbalife. That's the difference. Yeah, they created their own Herbalife that was a truck that didn't work. Because yeah, Herbal- um, Herbalife's are pussies, whereas Nikola is the cool guys who, uh, mm. who lift weights and uh, uh, lay down concrete. It's mm. also very funny that when presented with this accusation, uh, the, the way Nikola defended it was literally to say, well, he poured the steepest driveway in Hawaii, which is like <laughs> his qualifications <laughs> he made like yes. the one place that Nikola could work in Hawaii. Get it, King. Absolutely. So, and then Trevor Milton, not the official Nicola response. Here was Trevor Milton's official response, which uh, to, uh, when asked by Hindenburg why he um, employed his brother who poured the steepest concrete driveway in Hawaii to revolutionize world hydrogen production. How steep a driveway have you poured? He, well, uh, close. Yeah. He says, why do you give a shit? Go start your own company and hire your own employees. <laughs> Roasted. He fucking got your ass. But they do have a company. It's, it's a short seller and it's short selling him because this company is worthless. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, that company makes money. Yeah, it is very much a like a Facebook idiot who was just caught accidentally who had like a scammy business that got way too huge. Wait, basically his response is I sleep in a racing car bed. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, I sleep in a big bed with my wife. Yeah. Well, it's like it's it, he this is get I I'm I think Trevor Trevor Milton start a channel where you rant into a into your phone uh camera in your car. Because mm. that's a car YouTube guy uh, thing to think. Yeah, please do that. Yeah. Yeah. So Trevor Milton, if you're listening, please do that. Please do that. Um, but I, I've, so I've reached the end of, of, of my notes. But uh, Q, you know this much more in depth than I do. So I want to give you what other things do you think are, are fun or interesting to know about this company before we wrap up? Or have we caught them? Uh, we, we, we've caught a lot of the good ones. I think uh, the, the only other one uh, I had that was great is so like... The, the core idea of his business is, sure, you know, well, we don't produce, like, the trucks and we don't have the proprietary technology, but we do have, like, all of these cool designs. Uh, and the Financial Times ran an expose, which I, I, I think I DM'd it to you, uh, that literally said uh, the designs of the truck that Trevor Milton claimed to have built in his basement, he bought from, like, uh, a concept artist in Croatia for two thousand US dollars in like twenty eleven. So amazing, <laughs> dudes rock. That's so cool. This, this is literally like yeah, just clicking around on DeviantArt and being like, "That truck looks cool. I'm gonna DM this guy and buy it and start a billion dollar company from it." Yeah. Uh, uh, did you just see like the, the, the word like Radovan Trukislav <laughs> is like crudely covered with electrical tape and it just says Travis on it? <laughs> That's right. So. Ultimately, I think I'm looking forward to um, the Nikola being available on American Truck Simulator and nowhere else. Oh, absolutely. Oh, they, ha- they are nowhere near good enough for getting their fucking licensing for that to happen. <laughs> but um, SCS Software, fucking fix your shit. I want some more trucks. Uh, in, the, in the meantime, 
uh, I want to say, Quantine, uh, thank you so much again uh, for coming back on and talking to us today about this. I've, I've had a lovely time speaking with you. Thank you. I've, I've had a lovely time being on. Hopefully, my, uh, my repeat visit challenge coin will be arriving in the mail soon. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, uh, watch out because uh, perhaps because one of us may will answer art. the email eventually. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. Um, and otherwise, uh, we want to thank you all for listening. Um, usual stuffs in the in the description of the episode. Uh, so do that. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, the free, Marcus free Marcus Braun. Free Marcus Braun. He's still incarcerated in in Germany. Prison abolition means it's for Marcus Braun too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and yeah, abolish Buffin. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find the oil drum that uh, what's his face is in. Jan Marsalek. Jan Marsalek. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna return his remains to his family. And you know, and and remember. If we all go to Cheshire and we get hunted on Lex Greensill's estate, we're all be happy and fine, and none of us have plans to go to Cheshire. And we certainly are not the most dangerous game. <laughs> that's no. right. Um, so I think that's 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 all the usual end matter. So yeah. I think yeah. Thanks again to Quanti, and thank you to you all for listening. Our theme song is not "Here We Go" by Ginseng. It is "Here's to You, Nicola and Bart" about Sacco and Vanzetti, the opposite of um, of Trevor Milton. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.